hello, this is Kaylee here with Leif Hetland. We want to welcome you guys to another new season of Kingdom Family Talks. We've been a bit on uh, radio silence, so it's good to be back. We have some exciting things coming up in this new season on our podcast. We're going to be featuring some of Leif's dearest friends and having Leif interview his friends, pulling out the wisdom that we think could help you guys most. But Leif, it has been a while. How are you doing? It has been a while. I feel like... uh... Yeah, I feel like just like a visitor when I come to my own office as well as my own home. It's, uh, we had, as you know, I had first a long, uh, yeah, we had Cuba, then we had five weeks in Europe, then we had weeks in Australia, and then we've had Colombia and Indonesia. So it's kind of a finishing. Uh, we have one more small little marathon, but we finished a bunch of triathlons before I got home, and it, it feels good to be home. <laughs> yes, it feels good to have you home. Yeah. We love having you in the office. Um, we... I'm going to talk about something that I love today, uh, something that is a, a silver lining in your life is uncommon favor. Um, you experience this in every nation that you visit, every church you go into. It's something that a lot of people ask you wisdom on and how, how you live in that place of uncommon favor and why God does the things that he does in your life. I'd love to hear uh, some amazing moments from Colombia and Indonesia recently, but also your thoughts on uncommon favor. Yeah, first of all, uh, um, you can look throughout Scripture, and God loves everyone. So, so, so there's never any question how much He loves everyone, and everybody feel love. But then you can see in Scripture that some people they had favor. Some people had favor with God, and there's some beautiful example throughout Scripture. And then there was other people that had favor with men. You find that wherever they went, their favor with men. But somehow God was not smiling on it, even if people were smiling. But then you will find this uncommon favor with people that had favor with God and they had favor with men. One example is Jesus, where it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. And he had favor with God and he had favor with men. I think it's Luke 1.52. So we see these examples of scripture and, and it has been a topic that it's very hard to describe because in a sense of I would love to say somebody if you take step one two three and this is how you tap into it because there are so many other elements that are involved that's kind of a I'm not going to make it mystical and at the same time period it is not just necessary practical because there is something more to it it's almost you looking at is this because I chose it or because God chose me? Or is it the tests you have gone through that create testimony on the other side? You are entrusted with more favor? Is it tests where you're getting uh, entrusted with favor with God and you trust the favor? So if he gives you a secret, what you do with that secret? Because the one with one talent, he get favor with two and he get favor with five. So you also have an element of stewardship of favor and how that looks like, and what God entrusts. And there's other people that does the same with man, in a sense that when you have been given a certain amount of favor, that that can be used, abused, or it can be invested, and you can get more. So there's so many exciting elements in regard to this favor, and the difference between anointing and favor, because you can also have an anointing, and the anointing that separated you from yourself, but that does not necessarily mean you can, after you're finished, and I've been around some people, the meeting is over and it explodes and God shows up and everything else. Uh, but there is no favor that is left over. And what was that? That somehow they degree that giftings is operating, the anointing is there, heaven is there, but they don't know how to steward favor. So that's why I think this is a topic that I think that, uh, I think it is for every believer that, mm-hmm. 
an increase of growth in favor. And not just a favor with God, but also a favor with man. And how does that look like? That's when you're tapping into this, what I call uncommon favor. I mean, it's not common. It's common if, you, if I take this one and can have two. But then when you take that one and you see a thousand, that's uncommon. So now you're seeing such an acceleration in regard to favor and how that's looking like. And then the why, the what, and the how, and et cetera. Those are good questions to look at. Yeah. And, you know, I think you said a key before we dive into this subject. Um, you said it's available for every person that is following Jesus. And I think it's so important to know that um, anyone who is following Jesus, this can actually be a reality. And it's the Father's desire for your life. And, um, and that it's not reserved for the special few that God is inviting you to into a close friendship and relationship that you that you can experience this as well. And um, I want to know practically before we jump into some biblical examples, where have you seen this in your life? What are some uncommon favor moments that you've had? I think it's I mean, I, I, the first one that comes to my mind is already. I mean, people know the story. June 6, 1995 would be one practical example. Here we are a group of leaders from Norway. Now, I can clearly, a small group of people, but I can clearly point to who is more educated, who's more this and that. And everyone got touched in the room. But when Randy Clark came to me, he stopped and there was this uncommon favor. That will be an example of, there's an uncommon favor. So everyone got a touch. It's like you have a delivery man, and that was Randy Clark, that delivered different mail to each person. But then he stops. You got a letter, you got a letter, we stop, but you got a package. And then you continue to give letters. Randy didn't choose who he was going to give the package to. He's just a delivery man. God chooses what he's going to deliver to each person. But then a question could come in and saying, okay, so that was an example for me where in that package it says in here, in this box, there is a million that has not heard the gospel. In this package, there's all these things that God has. But that doesn't mean that it is, it is yours, but it is not yours yet. And that sounds a little complicated, but it is not. So like with Joseph, Joseph was at the moment when God showed up and said, hey, you're going to, your brothers is going to bow before you. And he has his dream and he has a vision. Was it from God? Yes. But then the process before that became him was a long journey. Or David was an anointed. And a lot of people on the meeting, I have this prophetic word. Or God spoke this thing over me and I'm going to change the nation. And wow, I have this healing anointing. I'm a prophet to the nation. Whatever. And then you're going into the process to, from having a seed to become a tree, become that force, to see then what are some of the stumbling blocks? What are some of the things that stops people? That would be as much. It's not that, that God doesn't have a desire. This is available. But now you're going into not everyone have the same calling. That's one element. So, so not everybody have the same calling. And you're not going to be, your anointing is connected to your assignment. And then favor is connected to that again. So... I don't need this uncommon favor for something God didn't call me to do. That's good, yeah. So, so, so first of all, I think it, so. If I'm going to be a, if I'm going to run a little business, or if I'm going to be at McDonald's, that probably would be a good example. If I'm going to be at McDonald's, <laughs> what I have an uncommon favor for, if I'm going to flip burgers, I'm going to be the best burger flipper because I do that as unto the Lord. <laughs> so my favor in the next moment that I add value to everybody else's around me. So everybody else's stock goes up when I came in, when I started to flip burgers. So when the management is looking at me flipping the burgers, they're also looking at the rest of the people and the whole team goes up because <laughs> this uncommon favor is there. 
that's the way it will be. And then that can be, and you become an assistant manager and wow, that leads to, wow, you're gonna get a manager because you lead people. That uncommon favor is, hey, would you consider to be a general manager because you lead, you're faithful just with this one store. So we have five other stores of the franchise. And then later on, while you're doing so well, we would consider for you to own one of the franchises and et cetera. And that would be just a McDonald's. But not everybody have the capacity to run all of these different stores because sooner or later, depending on what God has called. And for some people, they are called, as I'm saying, to run one store. Somebody else is to run a franchise. So I think it's being aware also for people, what is it that God has called you to be? What has God called you to do? And then in the next moment also starts to see what is that anointing that is available. But I do believe no matter what God has given, it is according to the measure he has given us, not what he did not give us. So if you do have one talent, wow, congratulations, because you're not going to be accountable for five talents. So don't be frustrated. Then with the one talent, how do I steward that one talent God has given me? And how do I multiply? And I just saw an example of it the other day of somebody that is a billionaire. And I thought, oh God, if you had given me a billion. And he said, no, if you had a capacity, I would have given you a billion. Wow. Yeah. So, so sometimes we have a mentality that the mentality is not, a, he had the mentality of that, but that's who he was called to be. And he was entrusted according to the capacity. And then if not, how do we enlarge the capacity for more favor, more anointing? Yeah, now, you know, I love the McDonald's example, actually, because a lot of what you're saying, it sounds like to be found in the middle of his favor, it really has to do with a lot of your heart, with sonship, with the posture of your heart. It's you do everything into the Lord. And if you're found faithful, it's, you know, it's not really a gamble. It's like if you're serving the Lord with your whole heart, God's just going to shower his goodness on you because that's just how he is. You know, it's as he sixty arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon you. That's someone who who knows who they are. And um and this is you this is what people are familiar with this this journey of sonship and and experiencing this favor and i know i find that as you release as you go and as you're releasing the kingdom and you're in relationship with the father these things just follow you you don't have to try to make it happen it just happens in your life and you get to look back and say that god is good that that's the father in my life like i just get to faithfully serve him and I'd, I'd love to hear a few more examples from the nations of where you're experiencing favor and then even with Joseph's life as well. Yeah, no, I, as I say, my own, even from the time they were Randy Clark, but it, the, the doors, I just realized, including just in a couple of weeks ago, but I, I, I realized I'm walking into a place that I know something that would take 10 years happens in less than 10 hours. It's just this uncommon favor, but then before that has happened, so people would say, wow, I just saw this happen over your life. Uh, but that was 23 years. So you can maybe see if that's a Joseph. So several things happened last couple of weeks that is on such a high level and such acceleration and such an uncommon favor, but it's not just a mystical aspect of the sovereign God chose. Mm. It's similar like a, a David that spent all these years playing a harp so when then King Saul, there's no reason for God to give him a nightmare if you didn't have somebody who could interpret the dreams. And there's no reason even to get David if he didn't know how to play the harp. There was no reason to get him if he didn't in the natural play that harp to be placed before that king to change the environment. If his environment, if he hadn't learned how to be an environment changer in the natural. So I'm just also saying that to not creating more mystical pop, but not much frustration. 
it, it starts with a faithfulness and a small thing. And I think for me, 23 years ago, uh, I learned a hard way. But I think one of the things uh, I didn't do was to give up. Uh, I failed more times than I hit. <laughs> Uh, I've missed more balls. We can talk about the times when I hit the ball, but uh, let me tell you about the top 10 mm. times that I fail. Uh, let me tell you about the times when I was supposed to honor, but it absolutely became dishonor. So many times where the grace of God just showed up because I didn't know how to steward favor in the right way. So there's all those journeys and the stories that is behind the stories, and that goes all the way to 23 years ago in Multan, Pakistan, one of the first incidences. And then over the years, it has been learning eventually to love, learning how to honor, learning in the middle of it to not give up. Uh, I've showed up more times than I was knocked down. I got up more times than I was knocked down. That's probably one of the biggest secrets. And I'm still standing after That's all. So good. So, so sometimes people have been knocked down, but then in the next moment, how do I deal with disappointment? And we talked about that in the dream killers. I think it is also losses when it happens and you didn't want to go on. How do you deal with losses here? How do you deal with, so even in like in some of the Muslim world, when we lost people, we lost life, we lost some of the ones. I remember one of the events we did a worship leader with his child. I was holding the child that Sunday and that, afternoon Marcus Feeder's brother and wow. sister and a child was gone so all those stories that is there in the middle of the journey something has happened to you you can become bitter you can become better the time you are in the pit and some people I met one person that for 40 years he said this is how my life has been for 40 years I was thinking you have done the same year over again 40 times and I didn't say that in disrespect, but it was just wisdom. Meaning that you may be thrown into that pit, but if you continue to not pass the pit test, you just have to get in the pit test again and again and again, like Joseph. But Joseph passed the pit test and I had to go to the next test. And I love the journey between the tests, but I also have started to, uh, at least knowing that when there is a test, that is also an opportunity for us to get an upgrade, mm -hmm. to get a testimony. And there is always that for so many different people. I don't know any one of my friends. Most people don't know. They know the success stories. They know the books that is written, including what I just experienced the last few weeks. It was just mm -hmm. these amazing things. But then it is all those years that also is behind some of those things, including just looking at the second row in the event in Jakarta, seeing all these world changes that was there. But those times I could have chosen to rather be in a conference than travel across the world to meet right. with somebody that nobody else believed in. Now I can point as I look at that favor and my favor has gone up because of the favor of these amazing people. So there is this beautiful, beautiful thing called life. So my encouragement to people, including myself in this, is to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. If you have one talent, enjoy that one talent and treasure that one talent. Don't have fear. Don't bury it down and not use the one talent he has given you. If you've been entrusted with more, don't have fear because there's a reason he has entrusted you with more. And when he is entrusted with something more, there's one thing that you learn how to trust him, not just to love him, but learning how to trust him. But the next element is when you start to recognize that he trusts you. And that's hard for me sometimes to see that if it is five talent, why would he entrust you with five talent if he didn't believe that you can be entrusted with five talent?
That's powerful. Yeah, so that's so uh, true. That's so powerful. And I think, you know, looking at Joseph's life, you know, we, I love what you were mentioning earlier in the kitchen um, about getting stuck in these places in the journey of, of favor in our, in our journey of, of life with Jesus. Um, and I think if you look at Joseph's story, the people closest to him put him in that pit. And he had every right to be bitter, every right to be disappointed. But we know how his story ends and he chose not to have the victim mentality and he just always chose higher thinking. Hmm. Um, I would love for you to walk us through his journey and some of the things you were mentioning earlier about the purity and heart and the pit. But I think that's one major thing that we can get stuck on in in those pit seasons, you know, of of thinking that the world is against us and that will really trap you in that season. Yeah, and I think uh, I, I'd use just Joseph as one example. I use many different examples in Scripture. I think that Joseph is one of my heroes in regard to, if I say the similarity with my own life and Joseph is that he was a dreamer, and I'm a dreamer. Joseph, he uh, he was feeling out loud before he processed. It's not always a wise thing to do, but if you're wired that way, so I feel out something and then you start process. So after the dream was giving it, it was not a wise thing for him to do, uh, to, to tell his brother that one day, hey guys, here I am, the favorite one, favorite color <laughs> coat of many colors, and one day I see you guys bowing down before me. Uh, so, so that was one issue, that one strike against him. Another one that is not always that good is, and I don't know if anybody listening, but you maybe had a sibling that was a favorite. Mm-hmm. And so imagine some of the brothers living around this Joseph, where you knew that this guy, he's a favorite. And we often joke around it in our family, but but Joseph, he's like, I'm the favorite one. And the rest of the brothers knew. So when they then came together, first actually they came to kill him. They didn't come to, to sell him just to the Ishmaelites. They came to kill him. And when they eventually came, his brother came to his rescue and ended up in this pit. And I think that that's one of the first. Sometimes if you're looking at the area in your life where you're being betrayed, if it is very painful betrayed, I know also love has gone very deep. Mm-hmm. The biggest reason to betray, it doesn't hurt me so much if somebody go on Facebook and say, you are a false prophet. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know that person. But if my wife goes on Facebook and say, you are a false prophet, it hurts a lot. <laughs> so according to the level of trust, also the level of love is there has all to do with also how deep the betrayal. So this was his own family that came together to betray, to kill him, and then eventually sold him as a slave. And and the Ishmaelites, which I think it's a very good paradox here, which is, of course, connected to Ishmael. They would want to bought and rescue him. So he was rescued from a pit, which is actually a, a dry well. He was rescued from that place. But that looks like, wow, you're going from a bad place to worse place. Right. And sometimes that's what life does. But it's connected to the journey and the process. And Joseph was not ready when he had a dream. I mean, he had never passed the pit. He has not passed the betrayal. So how can you actually, in the next moment, live with perfect love? How can you forgive somebody with total forgiveness? You have not been through the process yet. So he went through that. And then later on, we know he was sold. And But because it's uncommon favor, because God's word over his life, or over your life, or anyone's life is much greater than this. Some people stop at the pit. But I also met a lot of people, one of the next big one, or the first one was the pride test, but then the pit test. But then you're looking at the palace test. 
And that palace test is very tough for people because some people are there in that church or they are, but it was something more over the life, but you get stuck in that one place. With your education, I got married now, I have kids and I, there's nothing wrong with that. God doesn't love you less, but the potential that was over your life, over Joseph was to be a father of nations. So they can stop there. Joseph could have stopped there and he grew into management and he's much better than Pitt. He now among everybody that was around, got a good salary, got a good job, he got a good, he got everything. And then because he's going to move on, there is another test. The purity test comes in. <gasps> and there's some people, one purity test, if you meet anyone that has moved into destiny of nation, that test has also been there. So I'm just saying that in the journey towards your destiny, there is these different tests. Uh, all of those tests. I'm looking at Joseph's life, I'm looking at my life, and I'm not finished. It's in the middle of these tests you go through. Or the different seasons in life you go through. There was a season in Joseph. Things prosper. Things look well. But then you have to give up to go up. And people do not realize. We think we go from glory to glory, and you do. But you give up to go up, meaning that he had to leave that palace. And then later on, the prison, and then the... And you go to this journey to prison, but even there he changed the environment. Not because he was unfaithful, but because he passed the test, he got promotion. But with that, there was new tests. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite part of Joseph is when he comes and his brother stands before him and, and he reveals who he is. And he said, hey, you did not do this to me. God did this so that I could bless you. Wow. Now you are a person that can be used in nations. Now you're one that wow. Pharaoh can listen to. So mm -hmm. here you have the brothers. They know exactly what they did. They've been through this whole journey. But one of the things Joseph did, he told all the Egyptians, get out of here. Why did he do that? Because he didn't want any one of the Egyptians to know what has been going on all of these times. Second of all, he didn't want any one of his brothers to be treated less because if the Egyptian knew that this is the prime minister in the country, and look what these guys did, they would have been dishonored while they were going to live there. And Joseph didn't want that to happen. Then he says, come closer, come closer. Even the detail was he says there. What he says there is, actually, excuse me, I want you to come closer because you have fear by being close to me. And I, don't, I, I want to eliminate or move away that fear. That shows Joseph's heart. And then he came in and said, God did not do that. Now, or you didn't do it. God did this so I could bless you. But their biggest hidden fear is not what is my, what is our dad going to find? What is dad going to say? When I'm, we're going to go home and tell dad that he's alive. And actually we would have wanted, we took him away from you, dad, because we were jealous. We threw him in a pit. Or actually, we want to kill him, but we sold him to slavery. But Joseph protected him from their greatest fear. So if you're looking at all the steps that Joseph's gone through before he came to that place, then you're also recognizing this uncommon favor. They became a father to Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. And he had favor with God, but he also had favor with men. And he had a wisdom, power, love, and wisdom, but a wisdom to solve the problems of nations. And I think that with all of my heart, that there's people that are going to have favor to change homes and businesses, mm -hmm education system there's people even listening to this is going to have favor to change right. cities favor to change nation there's different upgrades of favor this uncommon favor but i think that there's also an element and asking the question what are some of the tests that i'm in hmm. not being bitter that say i didn't pass that test there's some tests i've taken over and over again and i have to take hmm. them over again <laughs> yeah. 
the beautiful part of that, he doesn't give up on us. He gave us new chances. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about the uncommon favor of Jesus. Jesus is a wild man. He was like, you read about him, you know, I was reading Luke earlier, and he's sending out the apostles, and they're out healing the sick, and Herod goes, you know, he's responding to this, and he goes, I beheaded John, but who is this man? It's like all of these things were following Jesus and, and Herod is seeing his apostles experience all these amazing healings, uncommon favor. It, it was following even, it even follows those you disciple. Like if you're walking in a place in, of uncommon favor, you know, I've seen it to where it passes on to those who are under you. And I think God has always designed it to be that way. But Jesus, he had the, like, the highest level of uncommon favor and it was because of his relationship with the father. What do you think about that? No, I, I think it's very beautiful. And what I think about with Jesus, Philippians 2, so that we call it a kenosis when, when I study theology. But how Jesus, he had this, but he chose to give up everything. So there was also an element, and this is where I think the humility aspect of Jesus, that he chose. He had all this uncommon favor, he had all those different things, but he himself chose the lowest. Therefore, God have exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. So the whole Philippians 2, I think it's a beautiful picture also of a secret of this, what we call the self-emptying of self. Mm-hmm. The kenosis is, is, is actually just a Greek word connected to that. And so I've often thought about that with Jesus. Uh, uh, one element, as I say, in Jesus also for 30 years, he was faithful in the natural with his father. And mom, when he was 12 years old, he could have started revival. And he had all the words of who he was, and so that was not the issue. But for the next 18 years, from the temple, when revival could have started, to eventually he had a baptism of water, baptism of the spirit, baptism of love, heaven opens up. 18 years has gone. What did he do for 18 years? He learned how to be a carpenter. He learned how to become a master carpenter. And all this stuff. So I love just, again, when I'm looking at Jesus, because I feel he is such an example for us. He, he's the most ultimate example. But it was a reason when then Papa comes in and, and he showed him that favor. This is my, and this is my beloved. This is my beloved son. And then with that favor, there was a lot of cost, as we saw. And I think one of my favorite one with Jesus is just about to take communion. And he spent over three years pouring into these 12 guys that's going to be the world changers and history makers with their weaknesses he brought them in and he found their strength and they are sitting around and Judas is sitting there and it, it is on that night when he was betrayed that he took this bread and he broke it and he said and he's looking at Judas so even knowing that in the middle of that uh, so people say I would love to have a John in my life but I don't want the Judas Jesus. And excuse me, Jesus, why would you let him be the treasurer? You know that his weakness is his money. Jesus. So when we then study the example of Jesus and seeing then the ending of the book of Revelation, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then you start to see who he is and then how he became an example for all of us to follow in his footsteps. gave us the Holy Spirit. He said, as the Father sent me, now I'm going to send each one of you to represent me. And you're going to do the same thing I did and even greater things. Even just the same thing requires uncommon favor. (laughs) But then even greater things, it's like a lot of grace, grace, grace. (laughs) I think Mary, the mother of Jesus, uncommon favor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. 
know, it's, it seems like the common thread in all of this is it's not just going to happen to you. You know, you said it earlier, it's the story behind the story. Everyone has a journey. Um, it seems as though uh, it costs you everything when you say yes to Jesus. That's truly following Jesus is uh, your life is not your own. Um, and I think a lot of people, I, I think they love that about your journey as well. It's it's you openly share about the ups and the downs and, and following Jesus. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's It'll cost you everything. That's what Jesus said to the apostles when he sent them out. He said, take nothing with you. <laughs> and they came back with good news. It's 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 the, when he said, take nothing with you, you want to no baggage, nothing like take your inventory, get yourself clean with the father. Like it's, it's all about your relationship with the father. And, and I, you know, I think that's the encouragement to give to the, the listeners today. It's It'll cost you everything, and, and God wants to do this in your life. But, um, yeah, will you pray for us, Life? Any last thoughts? No, I just think that the, well, when I'm just thinking about everyone that is listening yeah. and, and the journey where they're at, uh, I think just looking in a mirror, and I know just uh, where I came from, and uh, and I have so far to go, but just where I came from, just I don't, I have no clue when you start to see. I think what it does for people, even when they listen to my messages, is like if God can use life, he can use me. Right. It just kind of it creates this thing about hope because there are so many other people that would be qualified, but God chose me and he chose the people are listening right now. Right. And then it's just to be able to trust him in this mm-hmm. process and sometimes just enjoy the process. Enjoy the winter season, enjoy springtime, enjoy summertime and enjoy the fall. Enjoy the different season and you can find favor in every season favor with God, but also favor with men. And that's what I want to release over people Mm -hmm. because that's connected to wisdom. And we can learn wisdom the hard way, Mm -hmm. but you can learn wisdom by the fear of the Lord because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And fear is not I'm afraid of him. It's just Mm -hmm. I'm in awe of him. I know who my father is and I know who I am. As long as you keep that in awareness, he's going to lead you into the journey of favor. And this is a favor with him but then he's going to also entrust you with a favor with the people around you. So Father, I just release Mm. that uncommon favor, favor with God and also favor with men. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation just to come and rest upon us. And no matter where people are at, if they're in the middle of the cave, I ask that that cave will become a palace, just as Joseph in the middle of a prison cell, he changed that cell around. And he got favor. So no matter where you're at in your journey, I just release that whatever is the problem you're facing now is going to be the stepping stone towards your next upgrade. So I bless you with that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To stay connected till next time, find us at globalmissionawareness.com. Thank you.